Hello, friends, and welcome to day number eight of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. We are cruising right along in week number two, and before you know it, we'll be at the weekend enjoying our little break. Now, today, though, we have a pretty large reading from Genesis. It covers four chapters, Genesis chapters 31 through 34, also from Psalm number, Psalms number eight, and from Proverbs, we'll be reading Proverb number eight. As mentioned, I am reading from the World English Bible, that's the web translation, but you are welcome to use any of the translations that you are comfortable with. I always recommend the NIV or the New International Version as a middle-of-the-road sort of translation, but again, you can use whatever you are comfortable with. Without further ado, let's jump into the readings for today. Our devotional will cover Genesis chapters 31 through 33, but I invite you to read 34 on your own. Obviously, it's part of the reading plan, uh, but it's very, very interesting what happens in that chapter, so I'm interested to see what you think of it on our Facebook page. Genesis chapter 31. Jacob heard Laban's son's words saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. He has obtained all this wealth from that which was our father's. Jacob saw the expression on Laban's face, and behold, it was not toward him as before. Yahweh said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said to them, I see the expression on your father's face that is not toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all of my strength. Your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God didn't allow him to hurt me. If he had said, the speckled will be your wages, then all the flock bore speckled. If he said, the streaked will be your wages, then all the flock bore streaked. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. During mating season, I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the male goats which leaped on the flock were streaked, speckled, and grizzled. The angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. He said, Now lift up your eyes, and behold, all the male goats which leap on the flock are streaked, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban has done to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar, where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise, get out from this land, and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah answered him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Aren't we considered as foreigners by him? For he has sold us, and has also used up our money. For all the riches which God has taken away from our father are ours." And our children's. Now then, whatever God has said to you, do. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives on the camels, and he took away all his livestock and all his possessions which he had gathered, including the livestock which he had gained in Padam Aram, to go to Isaac his father, to the land of Canaan. Now Laban had gone to shear his sheep, 
and Rachel stole the teraphim that were her father's. Jacob deceived Laban the Syrian in that he didn't tell him that he was running away. So he fled with all that he had. He rose up, passed over the river, and set his face toward the mountain of Gilead. Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. He took relatives with him and pursued him seven days' journey. He overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream of the night and said to him, Be careful that you don't speak to Jacob, either good or bad. Or Laban caught up with Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountain, and Laban with his relatives encamped in the mountain of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What you have done, that you have deceived me, and carried away my daughters like captives of the sword. Why did you flee secretly, and deceive me, and didn't tell me? that I might have sent you away with mirth and with songs, with tambourine and with harp. And he didn't allow me to kiss my sons or my daughters. How have you done so foolishly? It is in the power of my hand to hurt you, but the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you don't speak to Jacob, neither good or bad. Now you want to be gone, because you greatly longed for your father's house. But why have you stolen my God? Jacob answered Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, lest you should take your daughters from me by force. Anyone you find with your gods shall not live. Before our relatives discern what is yours with me and take it. For Jacob didn't know that Rachel had stolen them. Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, and into the tent of two female servants. But he didn't find them. He went out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the teraphim, put them in the camel's saddle, and sat on them. Laban felt around all the tent, but didn't find them. She said to her father, Don't let my lord be angry that I can't rise up before you, for I am having my period. He searched, but didn't find the teraphim. Jacob was angry with Laban. Jacob answered Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Now that you have felt around in all my stuff, what have you found of all your household stuff? Set it here before my relatives and your relatives, that they may judge between us two. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not cast their young, and I haven't eaten the rams of your flocks. That which was torn of animals I didn't bring to you. I bore it as loss. Of my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. This was my situation. In the day the drought consumed me and the frost by night, and my sheep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times. Unless God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, Surely, now you would have sent me away empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. Laban answered Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. What can I do to these my daughters or to the children whom they have borne? Now come, let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be for our witness between me and you. Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Jacob said to his relatives, Gather stones. 
They took stones and made a heap. They ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jegar Sahadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is witness between me and you today. Therefore it was named Galid and Mizpah, for he said, Yahweh, watch between me and you when we are absent from one another. If you afflict my daughters or if you take wives in addition to my daughters, no man is with us. Behold, God is witness between me and you. Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and see this pillar, which I have set between me and you. May this heap be a witness and the pillar be a witness that I will not pass over this heap to you and that you will not pass over this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. Then Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Jacob offered a sacrifice in the mountain and called his relatives to eat bread. They ate bread and stayed all night in the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. Laban departed and returned to his place. Genesis chapter 32. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When he saw them, Jacob said, This is God's army. He called the name of that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers in front of him to Esau, his brother, to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. He commanded them, saying, This is what you shall tell my lord Esau. This is what your servant Jacob says. I have lived as a foreigner with Laban and stayed until now. I have cattle donkeys, flocks, male servants, and female servants. I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We have come to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and was distressed. He divided his people who were with him along with the flocks, the herds, and the camels into two companies. He said, If Esau comes to the one company and strikes it, then the company which is left will escape. Jacob said, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, Yahweh, who said to me, Return to your country and to your relatives, and I will do good to you. I am not worthy of the least of all the loving kindness and of all the truth which you have shown to your servant. For with just my staff I crossed over this Jordan. Now I have become two companies." Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and strike me and the mothers with the children. You said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which can't be counted because there are so many. He stayed there that night and took from that which he had with him a present for Esau, his brother, 200 female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milk camels and their colts, forty cows, ten bulls, twenty female donkeys, and ten foals. He divided them into the hands of his servants, every herd by itself, and said to his servants, Pass over before me and put a space between the herd and herd. He commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meets you and asks you, saying, Whose are you? Where are you going? Whose are these before you? Then you shall say, They are your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my lord Esau. Behold, he is also behind us. He commanded also that the second and the third and all that followed the herd, saying, This is how you shall speak to Esau when you find him. You shall not only that, but behold, your servant Jacob 
is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me, and afterward I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed over before him, and he himself stayed that night in the camp. He rose up at night and took two wives and his two servants and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford into the Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the stream and sent over that which he had. Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he didn't prevail against him, the man touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. The man said, Let me go, for the day breaks. Jacob said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, Your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. He said, Why is it that you ask what my name is? So he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed over Peniel, and he limped because of his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh, to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew of the hip. Genesis chapter 33 Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and with him four hundred men. He divided the children between Leah, Rachel, and his two servants. He put the servants and their children in front, Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph at the rear. He himself passed over in the front of them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, fell on his neck, kissed him, and they wept. He lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are these with you? He said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants came near with their children, and they bowed themselves. Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. After them Joseph came with Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? Jacob said, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Let that which you have be yours. Jacob said, Please, no, if I have now found favor in your sight, then receive my present at my hand, because I have seen your face, as one sees the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please take the gift that I brought you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. He urged him, and he took it. Esau said, Let's take our journey, and let's go, and I will go before you. Jacob said, my Lord knows that the children are tender and that the flocks and herds with me here have their young, and if they override them one day, all the flocks will die. Please let my Lord pass over before his servant, and I will lead on gently, according to the pace of the livestock that are before me, and according to the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord to say year. Esau said, Let me now leave with you some of my people who are with me. He said, Why? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Jacob traveled to Succoth because he built a house. Jacob traveled to Succoth, built himself a house, and made shelters for his livestock. Therefore, the name of this place is called Succoth. 
Jacob came in peace to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Paddan Aram, and encamped before the city. He bought the parcel of the ground where he had spread his tent at the hand of the children of Hamar, Shechem's father, for one hundred pieces of money. He erected an altar there and called it El Eloe Israel. Dear Father in heaven, we give you thanks for this day. Lord, we pray that you would send forth your Holy Spirit to enliven our hearts and our minds so that we might uncover the truths here in your holy inspired word and imply them to our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, since yesterday, uh, we now are at a point where Jacob thinks that he has fulfilled everything he needed to fulfill for Uncle Laban. So he packs up his wives and his children and his livestock and all of his riches, uh, and Rachel kind of steals the family idols, and they head off. And this led to some drama where Laban chases them down, confronts them, and Jacob and Laban have to come to this interesting little agreement, a little covenant they call it where they set set up this rock and some other rocks heaped up around it as a testimony that they will no longer infringe on each other's persons or places, the land, what have you. This is interesting that Rachel, Jacob's wife that he loved, took the household gods away from Laban. Now, idolatry um, is all about giving our worship and our love and our respect to things or people other than God. And we're going to see this uh, play out more and more throughout Israel's history, especially as we get into the book of Judges. You just, it smacks of idolatry everywhere you look. And then we see this cycle of uh, Israel getting into this downward spiral and oppression and problems because of idolatry. And that's going to continue as a theme throughout Scripture. So anyway, Jacob, he parts ways with Laban, and he heads on, and he comes to a place where he's about to run into his brother Esau. And if you remember, there's more transaction there, right? Esau had come home one day after some hunting, and he was famished to the point where he felt like he was going to die. Have you ever been there? Well, anyway, that happened for Esau, and he saw that Jacob was cooking up a delicious stew, and he said, please give me some of that. And Jacob said, nope, unless you sell me your birthright, then I'll give you some of this stew. And the transaction goes down, it becomes a contract, and Jacob secured the birthright of Esau, the elder son who deserved it, according to tradition. And then, of course, when Isaac's on his deathbed, Jacob deceives uh, Isaac and Esau and earns the blessing as well. So Esau was pretty ticked off, plotted to kill Jacob. And if you remember, that's kind of how he got up to the area of Uncle Laban. So anyway, uh, after Jacob and Laban broke up from each other, Jacob is approaching an area where he knows he's going to run into his brother. And he prepares a scheme to try to smooth things over more transactions. You know what? I'm going to give him a bunch of gifts, and that will solve everything. So he does that. He sends gifts ahead with a servant. Right before Jacob has his face-to-face with Esau, um, he goes off in the middle of the night with his wives and his children, um, and they cross a river. And Jacob is said to have wrestled with a man throughout the whole of the night. 
And this man we learn later to be, if you, if you read from 22 through 31 in chapter 32, that this man was God himself. And they wrestled and wrestled. And God says, what's your name? Jacob said, Jacob. Then the man said, or God said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Why? Because you have struggled with God and with humans, and you have overcome. Israel means he struggles with God. And it's a suiting name because we're going to see this struggle over and over again with Israel and their surroundings and with God, with idolatry and all this craziness. So it's a very suiting name. Well, by morning, they're still wrestling and God says, you know what, I'm going to touch his hip, dislocate it and call it a day. That's exactly what happens. And Jacob names the place Peniel, which means face. He named it that because he said he came face to face with God. And tradition says, if you come face to face with God, you're not going to live. And you're going to see that, um, that understanding translate through scripture as well. So he's surprised. He names the place Peniel, and then he moves on. And finally, he comes to the point in chapter 33 where he meets Esau face to face. And Jacob says, if I found favor in your eyes, please take these gifts, because seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. Now, when it comes to Old Testament interpretation, every word matters. And if it's reminding you of this uh, wrestling match with God, where uh, Jacob or Israel names the place Peniel because he came face to face with God, that's not a coincidence. So I think what's happening here is we're seeing Jacob realizing that this has been a contention for a long time, and it's great that it has uh, come to pass, at least for now, uh, so that they might enjoy one another. Jacob has overcome once again. So take a look back at chapter 32, verse 30 for that. So after that, Esau invites Jacob to to go on with him. And Jacob said, sure, but just let me tarry behind a little bit because I got slow kids, slow cattle. You know how it goes, right? Uh, And then he kind of goes off on his own place. Another little bit of deception, huh? Uh, And he just continues on uh, from there. And we're going to see Esau, um, the place where he lived is called Edom. Uh, And the people that live in Edom are called the Edomites. And Israel is going to have a lot of contention with the Edomites throughout their history. And now you know why. It goes all the way back to this relationship between Esau and Jacob and all the deception and all the transaction and all the drama. So friends, I really think that that is the crux of the devotional for today. And, And what we should leave with is relying on the gift of God rather than trying to transact things for ourselves. Because when we rely on God and his plan for us, then we will be in a good place and we will be rewarded for following him. The moment we try to do things on our own, I don't know about you, but when I try to do things on my own, things get kind of messy and I don't get to glorify God as much as I could have if I just stayed in step with him. So friends, continue to trust God, trust his word, let it lead you and guide you, and don't rely on your own grit, your own strength, and your own wisdom, because God's wisdom and God's plan 
is what prevails. Well, friends, thank you for joining me again today. I hope that you have a very blessed rest of your day. Please continue to visit our Facebook page and post something, you know, maybe a picture uh, you know, that kind of summarizes what you've learned. There's a lot of great scriptural art out there that can kind of uh, summarize God's truths. Um, post a question that you might have, start a conversation. That's what that page is for. So I hope to see you on there, and I hope to see you back tomorrow. Uh, with day number nine. Until then, have a very blessed day.